0: There are many exercises that we could talk about, but today, on this podcast, we're going to talk about just one, and that exercise is the pull-up. Why the pull-up? Well, I guess I could say that we talk about we want to talk about the pull-up because most standardized tests test you on the pull-up. You go to the fire academy, you're going to do pull-ups. You go to some law enforcement academy, you're going to do pull-ups. You go into the military, you're going to do pull-ups. You go to advanced training, you're going to do pull-ups. Or, I could say the pull ups are a real convenient exercise that you could do just about anywhere. You know, in your gym, you could do it on a pull up bar if they have one, or inside that, that cable rack. If you go to a park, you could do it on the monkey bars. If you go to jail, uh, you could do a bunch of pull ups. See people in jail doing pull ups, right? You could do pull ups anywhere. I could also say that the pull up is really great because it just gets your whole upper body jacked up, right? You got your, your grip strength going on from holding onto that bar. Get your forearms start to explode because you're pulling yourself up so much. Get the vein popping out of your bicep. Get your back all getting all jacked up, right? I can say all those things. But the real reason, the number one reason we're going to talk about this today is that this is the most asked question that I get from people. How do I get my pull-ups from point A to point B? In my world, it's usually somewhere around the, the range of how do I get from 10 to 20 for myself? Or how do I get my client from 0 to 10? Right? These are the questions I've been asked. So let me take you through these scenarios on how to help you get from point A to point B. Now, there is a, a little bit of a, a precursor to this conversation, and that is if you have a broken hand or a dislocated shoulder, this doesn't count. Right? We, we'd have to do so, another series of things to get you to some sort of a starting point. But I want to assume that every person in this conversation is healthy, healthy enough to have full function in their upper body. All right, that is absolutely thing number one. Thing number two, the first piece of advice that I give people to increase their pull-ups is not to lose weight. It is to lose body fat. We do not need to lose weight in general because if you lose too much muscle, you will struggle to kill it on your pull-ups. What I'm saying, though, is that you do want to get rid of excessive body fat. That excessive body fat is just additional useless weight that you're going to have to lug around as you're moving up and down that bar so thing number one lose body fat thing number two and now we'll start to get into some sort of mechanical movements what I like to do for people who can do about five pull-ups or less is I like to have them start on the lat pull-down machine and yes it's a machine and yes at advanced training we hardly ever use machines but in our world and for the purposes of this conversation it is a good introductory movement to get your body ready to do pull-ups so If you don't have the ability or the strength to carry your own body weight on the pull-up bar, well then the smartest move is to try and get as close as you can to your body weight on the lat pull-down. So I like to break the lat pull-down workouts into two different ways. Way one is to go heavy, two sets of five for heavy reps. And then way two is, you know, I'd say I like to do a third set with lighter weight for about 15 reps so the first two sets are heavy weight to try and get you used to pulling up with your body your body weight and then that third set i would say is some form of metabolic conditioning because in our world and especially as you get good at this stuff pull-ups start to become more of a conditioning workout right we've had multiple guys i'd say over 10 guys get over 40 pull-ups in our group at a certain point uh That's really about endurance than it is. It's more about endurance than it is about strength. So, I want to start to work both of those worlds. So, if you're doing lat pulldowns, I would say you just do some combination of A, heavy weight, and B, lighter weight, higher reps. And we're not talking about physique, we're not talking about strength. This conversation is purely talking about how do I get better at performing pull ups? All right. So once you start getting better at your lat pulldowns, and what I like to do, I don't like to just end one part of this conversation and begin another. So what we start to do then is we slowly transition out of using a lat pull-down and slowly start to transition into doing some form of negative pull-ups. So when I say slowly transition, what I mean is you don't just stop doing the lat pull-downs and go right into negative pull-ups. What I mean is we can decrease the volume of what we're doing on lat pull downs, and so maybe instead of doing two sets of five heavy, maybe you only do one set of five heavy, and then we start to introduce this concept of a negative pull up. Well, what is a negative pull up? A negative pull up is only working on the descent, the eccentric portion, the going down portion of a pull up. Well, how do you do that? You put some sort of a, a bench or a box or something by the pull up bar. You get yourself to the very top, and then you will slowly lower yourself down. Right? So I step up, when, I'm, when I hit the ground, I step back up on the box, I hold on to the bar, my, maybe, my, maybe my chin's over the bar, I maybe mean, my face is at the bar, and I just slowly, slowly lower myself down. So this is helping you on the downward portion of the pull-up, because you really do have to be able to control yourself. right? And uh, some people don't have the ability to go up yet, but they do have the ability to hold themselves as they are slowly lowering down. Actually, on that note, what I should say is that even while you're doing lat pulldowns during the early portions of your workout, during that early those early phases, one thing you should absolutely do at the end of your workout is hang from a bar. So not only is this good for decompression, it helps with your spine, but on your shoulders, I'm saying that literally just hanging from the bar might be another great step one to get that grip strength going. All right, so we have our lat pulldowns. We've slowly transitioned into negative pull-ups. At the end of every, end of every one, one of our workouts, we are hanging from a bar anyway. So, now what do we do next? Well, the reason we did negative lat pull downs is because we struggled on the concentric or the upwards portion of a pull up. So, the next thing to transition into is some sort of assisted pull up. And by some sort of assisted pull up, I mean you got a few ways. The way that I like the most is the band assisted pull up. That's where you take one of those elite FTS bands, you wrap it around your legs. What happens is uh, it'll actually act as a slingshot to propel you up. And there are different levels of bands. So the thicker the band, the more it'll press you back up. So you could start with a thicker band and it could kind of slingshot you up, but you'll feel like you're doing pull-ups. The reason I like it is that it actually lets you own the movement the most and you feel like you're able to get yourself back up, even though you're being assisted by the bands. The bad part is that uh, some people really struggle to get into the band. Sometimes it takes a partner. Sometimes it slips off and you crack some certain things that I want to talk about. But I do believe that it is a great next step. The other way to do it is to have a partner-assisted pull-up where that person is pushing you up. They're putting their hand. We've seen people put it on people's ankles. We've seen people put it on people's backs. But they're literally giving you a nudge up. I I like it, but I don't like it. I like that it actually gets the same means of helping you on the upward portion, but I don't like is that the partner, you're really relying on having a good training partner who knows how to touch you, right? Am I touching you in the right spot? When to touch you? Am I pushing you too early? And how, right? Am I pushing you to the left? Am I pushing you so much that you're not getting anything out of it? So for me, I'm a bigger fan of the band-assisted pull-up, but if you don't have a band, if you have an awesome training partner, you can get away with a partner-assisted pull-up. Okay, so now that we've taken you through the loss of body weight, the hanging from a bar after every lift, you've done your lat pull-downs, you've done your negative pull-ups, now you're able to start transitioning into these band-assisted pull-ups, what's next, right? So once you can rock, I'd say, about 50% or more of your target pull-ups with a band-assisted pull-up, say I want to get 20 and I'm able to get 10 band-assisted pull-ups, now what I wanna do is slowly, again, transition. We don't wanna completely move away from the band-assisted pull-ups, but we wanna, we'll stay there, but we're gonna slowly transition into body weight pull-ups. So what that means is, let's just say you are doing two sets of 10, band-assisted pull-ups, I would say, okay, let's do those two sets of 10, and we'll add in a third set at the end of doing as many reps as you can get of body weight pull-ups. And let's just say that's two. Okay, let's continue to do that until you say you get to about eight. Then we cut off one of those sets of band-assisted pull-ups. So you see that whole transitioning conversation of don't just finish one thing and go to the next, slowly move one out as you slowly move one in. Now let's say we get to the point Well, you can rock two sets of eight pull-ups, right? And your goal is to get 20 pull-ups. All right, coach, I've got two sets of eight, body weight, no band, no dude pushing me. Now, how do I get from eight pull-ups to 20 pull-ups? So now we're going to take you to this next phase. Phase one that we just talked about was somebody who can get zero, right? Like I said, get me from zero to eight, bang, we just got you. Now we're going to say, look, get me from eight to 20. All right, cool. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make you do pull-ups three times a week. Yes, it's a, it's the same movement a lot, but we're, our goal right now is to get better at pull-ups. So on day one of that week, we're going to take those 20 pull-ups and break it up into mini chunks. So what does that mean? Well, I'm going to take 20. Let's say for the argument of this conversation, it's 21, just to keep the math simple. We're going to have you do three sets of seven. Because I want to hit that total volume in that workout of what you need to do. All right, Say you can't get three sets of seven. Well, then we'll do four sets of five. But the goal is is to break the, that total number of pull-ups you need into mini chunks, as few mini chunks as you need. And maybe week one, it's four sets of five. And maybe week two, it's five sets of four. And maybe week three, it's three sets of seven. Right? Whatever we need to do to get to that volume of a total number of around 20 pull-ups. And maybe week four, it's two sets of 10. But hopefully you get my point. So that would be day one. Day two... We want to do as many pull-ups as we can in a certain amount of time. So what I mean is, what I've seen is that people, for the most part, can only hang from a bar or do a certain amount of pull-ups in about somewhere between 40 and 50 seconds, right? So what I want to do is break that into mini chunks again and say, okay, we're going to do two sets of 15 seconds or maybe three sets of 10 seconds. Get as many pull-ups as you can in that amount of time. So in the first day of the week, we're working on hitting the total volume. On the second day of the week, what I'd like you to do is basically hit that total time, break it into small chunks. Break it into small chunks and see how fast you can get those reps. Because if you're doing one pull-up every 10 seconds, I don't care how strong you are, you're not going to get your maximum amount of pull-ups. That's why if we do things like uh, some crazy things like eccentric pull-ups or Ocom pull-ups, it, it reduces our total reps because we just don't have that much time hanging from the bar. There's only so long you can hang there. So on that day two, it's really about how many pull-ups can you get in a short amount of time. And I'd say break it up maybe three sets of 10 seconds and see how many you could possibly rep out in that time. You're not going to feel gassed. It's really about getting them out in clean form and getting efficient at the movement. Okay, on day three of that week, so again, it's three days a week, on day three... You're going to do in one set, and one set only, a max pull-up test, leaving one or two in the tank. We don't want you to fail, okay? So we've talked about this before. We don't want your body to memorize failure. We want to keep that neuromuscular pattern of winning. So on that last set, let's just say you can get nine, do seven. If you can get 12, do 10. So th- let's just reiterate uh, what those three days are in that segment. Day number one is you break up your total volume into mini chunks. Say it's 20, we want to do uh, four sets of five or five sets of four, three sets of seven. Day two, break it up into speed chunks, speed chunks. So three sets of 10 seconds, as many reps as you can get in those 10 seconds. And then day number three, that is the one day that we are going to quote unquote max out with one set and one set only. But now you're really going to start to gauge your progress by this last day. But again, leaving one or two in the tank and we don't want to fail. Now here is a bonus tip for you. A bonus tip, when you are on the last rep of your last set, you want to work the negative, right? I'm on the last rep of my last set. So let's just say I can bang bang out 19 pull-ups. I get my 19th pull-up clean. Maybe I could have got 21, but I leave those extra two in the tank. On my last rep, on my last set, on my way down, I'm going to go down as slowly as I possibly can. Similar to the negative pull-up that you were doing. What is this going to do? This is really going to help you take advantage of that eccentric strength that you have. I guarantee people, I tell them, this, if you do this, if you're good at pull-ups and you just add this one little trick in, we're going to get you an extra four or five pull-ups by the end of this training session, by this training program, right? By the end of the summer in all world. So say I get 19 pull-ups. On that 19th pull-up, I'm going to come down as slow as possible, take my time, bang, and now I'm maximizing that eccentric strength. As a side note, People are stronger eccentrically than they are concentrically. So what does that mean? It means that when I am accepting a weight, I can throw 600 pounds on my back on a box, box squat, right? Back squat. And I can I can own that weight and I can come down really slowly without plummeting to the ground. But God help me if I try and push that 600 pounds back up so I can accept that weight. Same thing with a barbell. We, we do this with bench press. We just work the negative. We throw 400 pounds on a bench. We hold it we let it come down slowly, and then people will help you pick it back up. Well, it's the same exact thing with a pull-up. And if you wanted to do that cheat, you could do the same thing on your lat pull-downs, right? You could do your lat pull-down, pull pull the bar down to your chest, and then slowly let the bar come back up on your last rep of your last set. So that's a sick bonus tip. So if you follow this formula, this formula, I'm almost going to guarantee it, within two months, Possibly three, if you're eating healthy and you're following this formula, you're going to hit that goal. So let's just, I want to reiterate it again. Thing number one, take the volume of pull-ups that you need for your target and break it into many chunks on day one. On day two, you're going to go for speed. How fast can I get these pull-ups? And then day three, we're going to go for that max effort, leaving one or two in the tank. So now you say, coach, I hit that goal. I'm pretty good at pull-ups. What do I do, right? What do I do? So I'm going to give you some other crazy things that we do for pull-ups because in our world, a lot of our guys are good. You know, hitting 30 pull-ups is not a big deal. Hitting 40 pull-ups is pretty cool. But what else can we do to keep our guys entertained? So I'm I'm going to throw out a few variations of pull-ups that you might enjoy. We'll start with some simple ones. One is a weighted pull-up. Right? Uh, you just take a one of those weight belts. You put a a plate in between on on the chain of the belt, and you do weighted pull-ups. Now. You can go super heavy, Mike Marano style, where he did 100 pounds uh, for six reps, or you can go with some mediocre level. I, you know, I like. To, I think that too light is rough because a lot of times the weight belt will just fall off your waist. I, I, I feel like you have to go at least 25 pounds or up. I like to operate in the 35 to 45 pound range for me because I feel like, I'm short, I gotta get up to this bar, having a hundred pounds around my waist, I have to climb onto some sort of bucket. It's just the the risk of injury is not worth the reward. So I stick in about the 45 pound range and I love to operate with pull-ups. Uh weighted pull-ups. You can also change your grip. You can go mixed grip with one hand's in a chin-up and the other hand's in a pull-up, or you can do chin-ups, whatever. But th- that's just the, the weighted pull-up. The second thing is that I would talk about going with an eccentric pull-up. So that means that you go up, you you do the pull-up on your own normally, and then you come down slowly. So say I do a normal pull-up up, up, maybe it's one to two seconds, and then I come down four to six seconds on the way down. You can do an eccentric pull-up with a pause, meaning that I come up on top of the bar, I pull myself up, I hold myself over the bar for four to six seconds, and then I lower myself four to six seconds. The next level of that is a mixed iso, eccentric pull-up. So what does that mean? It means I do my pull-up normally on the way up. I hold myself over the bar four to six seconds. Then I come about three quarters of the way down, hold myself four to six seconds, come about halfway down, hold four to six seconds, and then get about three quarters of the way down, hold to four to six seconds. So I'm working the eccentric, but I'm also stopping on the eccentric portion of this movement to really control my body. You can also do that on the, this, everything I just said for eccentric, you could do it on the concentric portion. So I can go down normally and then come up really slowly, all right? Or I can go down normally and then come up slowly and stop at those same three points for a quasi-isometric hold, right? So four to six seconds at, half, at a quarter of the way up, four to six seconds at halfway up, four to six seconds at three quarters of the way up, four to six seconds at the top. Another cool thing we like to do is called OCOM pull-ups. So now you're going slow on the way up and on the way down. It is a nightmare, right? So if you could do 40 pull-ups, uh, expect to do about eight OCOM pull-ups. And if you want to get really crazy, throw in some mixed isometric holes that we just talked about on the OCOM pull-ups. Another way to completely blow your mind, right? Because a lot of pull-ups are about rhythm, slow or fast. So things that we've done is mixed up in the same set low and regular pull-ups. Meaning, I'll do one rep, slow up, slow down, and I'll do a fast rep. But I have not dropped it from the bar. It's all on the same set. One rep, slow up, slow down, fast up. And you can mix that in any variation you want. Two slow, one fast. One slow, two fast. I don't know. You can mix it up and have fun with it. The other thing we like to do is called a chaos pull-up. So with the chaos pull-up, I'm doing pull-ups, but I, the way I'm getting onto the bar is I am literally jumping onto the bar. Imagine a movie where a guy is running and he jumps and hangs onto the pole for dear life. It's pretty similar. So we start in front of the rack. We'll jump either head-on or from an angle. We jump. Now my body is swinging, and I start to do my pull-ups as I'm swinging. And what you're trying to do is stabilize your body or begin to stabilize your body as you're doing those chaos pull-ups. We've also added into that a low push to a chaos pull-up meaning uh, I do some sort of plyometric movement. I've, for those of you that train me, you know what a low push is. It's a plyometric movement. Imagine that you're standing in a running position and you're shooting your body into another running position. Uh, I'd say it's a lateral movement. So you shoot over to your left and you jump onto the bar, and now you've done this load push into a chaos pull-up. To go if you have great partners, I also recommend push or pull pull-ups. So the push pull-up is you're doing pull-ups and someone's behind you and they're pushing you left, they're pushing you right. They're not doing it every single time. So we tell them, look, don't push left one time and right the other time. Uh, mix it up so they don't know where it's coming from, right? If I always push with the left and then with the right, I'm basically balancing myself out. So push with the right two times. Don't push at all. Then push with the left. Then push with the left three times. Just keep pushing them. The, the pull is you put a band around that person and as they're doing pull-ups, you pull them away from the barbell. The, again, with that, if your partner is a jerk, and he's ripping you off the bar, it's probably not the best thing to do, but you got to get a good pull-up partner to pull at just the right amount and just at the right time. Same thing with the push. You don't want to constantly push the person as they're going up because now you're starting to help them too much. Sometimes you want to push them as they're coming down. The last three things that we'll talk about, two of them involve grip. One is you can do pull-ups with fat grips, so you put the fat grips over the bar, now it's really working on that extreme hand strength, or the other one is to use a towel. And lastly, this is one, I don't know why, but it seemed to be the the thing that's put people over the tipping point in terms of hitting their PRs on pull-ups. It's ladder pull-ups. So what we've done, we've had a group of guys all get together, and they all do one pull-up. And then we rest 30 seconds. And then we do two pull-ups. And then we rest 30 seconds. And then we do three pull-ups. And then we rest 30 seconds. And when I say we rest, I mean it's after the first person's pull-up. So each person will only get a total of 30 seconds rest. And we see who can last the longest. How far can you get up on this ladder? And then we take a 90-second break. And then we do it again. It really is a testament of people's wills to get back up on that bar. It seems like a joke when you do your first one or two, or three, but it starts to get hard really fast. Uh, People start doubting their lives when they get to about six or seven. Okay, and lastly, and I really didn't talk about any of this because I didn't want to bore you with the details of the perfect pull-up. First and foremost, I am not a stickler for the perfect pull-up. If you do my type of pull-up at some sort of academy, they will fail you. They will say it does not count. Uh, For for me, I am not a dead hang pull-up person. For me, I may get pretty close to dead hang, but I am not a stickler on the dead hang. I've just had too many people with shoulder impingement issues, uh, with very tight muscles in their chest or arms, and they just aren't able at that moment to get all the way down and hang there. So for me, I don't want to prevent them from doing what I believe is a great exercise by forcing them to go all the way up or all the way down. We do have some rules though, all right? And I also say I am not a stickler for getting your chin over the bar. I am a bigger bigger stickler for getting your chest to the bar because I've seen too many people put their chin over the bar and then hurt their neck, right? They don't have good neck mobility. They're using their neck more than anything else and now they're hurting their neck just trying to get their chin Uh, over the bar. So for me, I try and get the chest to the bar. Some rules, other rules that we have. I prefer that there is no legs crossed. I like to have the legs out in front of the body. I don't wanna uh, make it any easier on the person, depending on the gym we're at, you know, I have a rule. If you're over 6'2", then you're allowed to cross your legs because their feet will touch the ground in our gym. But for the most part, you are not allowed to have your legs crossed. You are allowed to give a little bit of a leg swing or kick but it has to be minimal. So we are not doing kipping pull-ups. Uh, for us, it's, it's a little bit of a leg kick, but it can't be to the point that your leg is kicking so much that it is moving your body up and down on that pole. And I know that this just sounds like blasphemy to people right now, but I don't care. This is my podcast. It's my training program. I get to do what I want to do. Some other tips with, pull, with pull-ups is that I really like to instruct people to pull with their elbows, not with their hands. So I feel like if you're pull if you have this training cue in your head that if I'm pulling with my elbows, it's gonna force you to engage more muscles on your body. If I'm pulling with just my hands, some people just they literally just pull with their hands and that's it. Now it's just one part of their body. If you pull with your elbows, it's really gonna help you engage your back. If you think about your back, and there's some giant muscles back there. Use your back to get yourself up over the bar. Also, I also like to say before you're pulling with your elbows, you do want to pull those shoulder blades back and down, kind of like you're pinching a penny. That's going to get you into good form. And what it also should do, it should have you be able to have your elbows go behind your shoulders or outside your shoulders as you're doing the movement. If you look at certain people, uh, their elbows are all in front of their body, but you really want to get your elbows back behind your body, and it's going to help you get your chest to that bar, it's going to help you engage the right muscles as you're going out. Now look, don't think about this stuff all that much while you're doing it, but maybe while you're doing your little mini sets, maybe on day one as you're breaking things up into mini chunks, that's, that's a good time to think about. As you're doing a lat pulldown, that's a good time to think about. As you're maxing out, you don't want to be thinking about any of this stuff. Just go. Just go, man. Just let your body do what it's trying to do. And lastly, how can I have a podcast without talking about breathing? So what's the right way to breathe when you're doing your pull ups? So, if this is a high-volume movement, if you're getting into that, I don't know, 20-rep range, 30-rep range, 40 reps, you cannot just breathe single breaths on each rep. You will hyperventilate, at least in my world. So, what I like to do is I like to take three nasal breaths before I go to get my body, get some oxygen into my body, Get myself into a nice state. So I'm taking three huge breaths through my nose. Oxygenate the body. And then what I am experimenting with right now is right before I do that, I take one gigantic breath through my mouth. Yes, it's getting me into the sympathetic state. Yes, it's putting me into the fight or flight state. But what I feel like, and I could be wrong, but it's, I'm hitting PRs left and right on inverted rows, on pull-ups, on any body weight movement over the last month doing this or two months doing this, is that I take that breath in, I am in the sympathetic state, and then I rock a large amount of pull-ups. Let's just say 15, holding my breath. So I go in, I take my three breaths to my nose, I breathe in through my mouth, I get on that bar and I go, one, two, three, four, five, six. Let's say I get up to 15 reps on that one breath. Then on that 15th breath, I breathe out slowly through my mouth, and I keep rep. 60, 17, 80, 19, 20. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. At 25, I breathe in again. Huge breath as I keep moving. 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Now I get to 30, okay. Maybe I get to 33, okay. Now I have to breathe out again. I breathe out as I keep rep. 34, 35. Now I'm at 35 reps. Okay, now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do single breaths per rep. Or maybe if I can get two breaths per rep, but I'm not gonna hold my breath that longer anymore. Maybe I get myself to 40, 42 reps that way, and then the last one, it is one breath per rep. So it's And if you say, well, what, am I breathing in or am I breathing out in those single reps? Well, the, the, the rule of thumb is if I am overcoming a weight or on the pull-up as I'm going up the concentric portion, I want to breathe out. On the way down, I breathe in. But you cannot do that on every single rep. If you're doing 40 plus reps or 30 plus reps, you'll pass out. You'll get tired just from breathing like that, at least in my world. So, again, three nasal breaths in. Use giant breath through your mouth. Bang out as many as you possibly can. Slowly breathe out. Don't stop moving. Take another huge breath in. Keep moving. Slowly breathe out. Keep moving. And then singles at the end. Let me know if this works for you. In fact, I know it's going to work for you. Just do it. Just do it. If it doesn't work, then tell me. But uh, I'm very confident this will work for you. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I know we just talked about one thing, but uh, I loved every second of it. All right. Thank you. Bye.